Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're going to hear him on the Chiefs-Jaguars call this weekend. He is the great Kevin Harlan on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Kevin, welcome to the show. Great to be out with you guys. Thanks for having me. I wish uh, wish we were talking about the Browns, actually, in the uh, in the playoffs. We may be a ways from doing that again like we were a couple years ago when it was so exciting and they had the playoff win in Pittsburgh. We, had, we did that game on Westwood, and uh, Baker had uh, – the win and the team looked like it was off and running, and then, uh, well, lots happened since then, hasn't it? My goodness, for the Browns. Yeah, it's funny, is that, uh, you know, you're talking about, we'd love to be talking about the Browns in the playoffs. Today's the rare show where we're like, you know, maybe we talk about something else today. We, we need a little bit of a respite here. <laughs> you know, Kevin, I, I just mentioned the, the lopsided odds for a lot of these games here. Uh, you know, you're calling a game that people think is, is Kansas City, and that's the way this is going to go and we're just playing the game to play it out how do you approach a weekend like this where you know from the expectation side of things there there aren't the expectations of, of really close playoff games like we got last weekend yeah you know I think that's always going to be kind of the narrative going in when you see games like this I don't know if the Giants expected to beat the Vikings and and they went out and played their kind of game I think people thought the Chargers would Wanked the Jaguars and, and had that gigantic lead and then lost it. I think that's the thing about the playoffs. You know, last year, Cincinnati goes to Kansas City in the, in the championship game. The Chiefs are favored. They have a big halftime lead, and they lose at halftime to Cincinnati, and the Bengals go on to the, go on to the Super Bowl. The 49ers last year were the, uh, the big underdog against the Rams in the NFC championship game in Los Angeles, and in the fourth quarter, the Niners were leading. So I, I don't know if we can be guided by uh, – clearly they, it serves as a way to frame the game, but at the end of the day, so many different things could happen. A player could get injured and they lose him for the game. There could be an inorbitant um, uh, uh, amount of turnovers. There could be all kinds of different things that, that happen, and I just think that you're always kind of on guard because you just don't know. And, and we only have to look to last week to see that even in a – in a 27 to nothing game, uh, the Jaguars came back and won it in stunning fashion. Um, I don't know that people thought the Tampa Bay would lay down the way they did against Dallas, and they showed almost nothing. And, and Dallas goes on to win, and you could just see the elation because there's so much uncertainty in these playoffs. How about San Francisco going to Green Bay last year and winning in snow and in sub-freezing temperatures? with Garoppolo and beating Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, uh, you know, in that kind of weather. I mean, again, 
Um, I, I, I get I get the odds, and I, I get where you've got to kind of take the game and, and, and guide that portion of the people that are interested in it with, with uh, betting. But uh, I just think too many things can happen with any kind of certainty that, that you've got to really just kind of buckle yourself in and, and see where the game takes you. Kevin, I'm so glad you brought brought up the, the the Jags' first half where they were down huge, huge going into the second half, and we, you know, I mean, we even had it with the Buccaneers, Cowboys in moments like that. Because like Al Michaels took a lot of flack for like trying to sell a fight earlier this year, where he asked Kirk Herbstreet like, "Ah, sometimes it's so bad it's good," and Herbie was like. Nope, no, it's not. And there were people who reacted to that. When when you get in a game where it's three scores, four scores at halftime, for you, does that how do how do you handle that as a broadcaster trying to keep that game interesting? Well, I I I get selfish with it, and I uh, will approach it like, all right, I'm going to sharpen my own broadcasting. I'm going to work on on. Uh, it's easy to let a game like this, uh, you know, take your concentration. And move it aside, and and I, I, you fight that. So as a broadcaster, you work on f- total focus and concentration, and uh, you work on on perfecting the call, and and doing things that maybe uh, you can exercise your brain with uh, by telling more stories or throwing in uh, more tidbits or or whatever. So there's always a challenge there for the broadcaster. It's not as as at least for me selfishly. I look to get better and, and try to improve and use that time to get good reps in, as I think a lot of players do if they're in a bad game, lopsided game. They know that every play is on tape, and um, you'd, you'd be stunned. Like, we'll be doing a game. I'm in Phoenix tonight for TNT, and we'll be doing a lopsided game on TNT, and and I'll say something or make a mistake in a 30-point game in the fourth quarter when I know, you know, the outcome is – is in and and no one is watching and you'd be stunned at how if if you say one wrong stat or one you know line that may not be completely correct how people will jump on it and and how people are still watching even even in a blowout so i think the nfl with these gargantuan numbers they've got and the viewing and the listening numbers are just historic in in terms of where they rank and and how they you know make the league the, the most listened to most watched league in the world how you, you've got you've got to kind of be on at all times, and and that's when you really I think it's not oh I got to earn my money because I got to come up with a bunch of stories. I think you just you keep going, you keep rowing, you keep chopping wood, and you keep delivering the game as if it's a a, a closer game than the score may indicate. So I like that exercise when it does occur to to uh, force myself to sharpen my own uh, own tools in my toolbox, make sure I I stay. On top of it, Kevin. This past weekend, Trevor Lawrence pulls that upset, uh, of course, over the Chargers, and then makes the first ever, I think, reservation at a Waffle House and takes his teammates there <laughs> after the game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was asked about that this week, and he said he's going to have to try and one up him if they can get the the W this weekend. Number one, will will Waffle House make the broadcast this weekend? And uh, and two, are you, are you a Waffle House guy? Uh, I've only been one time. Oh, okay. um, my daughter went. My daughter went to Georgia, and down there, she said yeah. oh, it's, it's a it's a religion. Um, but I've only been one time, and I got <laughs> trying to think. I got something like with everything in it: eggs and vegetables and chopped bacon and like like a big bowl of, and it was delicious. I don't know why I haven't gone back. Actually, I pass them all the time, 
And uh, and believe me, if if Lawrence can win in Arrowhead against the Super Bowl favorite right now and beat Mahomes, um, uh, not only is it going to do wonders for the league and strengthening you know smaller market bottom of the uh, league interest teams like Jacksonville is, it's going to put Lawrence in a completely different conversation. Actually, in the last two months, he's had if not the best, like the second-best quarterback rating in the NFL, which has coincided with their winning streak of five games to end the regular season, which included an overtime win against Dallas in Jacksonville. So their team is, is, is rising. We have seen often in this league when a, a, a team has the right momentum, and you can go back to the 2010 Packers and, and, and the Giants, you know, with records of, eight, nine wins or whatever it was, ten wins, and coming in maybe as a sixth seed when they just only had six. Now they've got seven, but only when, when they're the last team getting in the playoffs in their conference. And now they've marched right to a Super Bowl and won it. So I, I think when you get to this stage, you don't get to this stage unless you've got something to show. And Jacksonville certainly feels like that. And, and if I'm Waffle House and I'm running that company and Lawrence wins again, uh, I'm going to give him carte blanche in a lifetime pass at Waffle House because they got great they got great uh, reviews by going in there after that historic win last week against the Chargers, which now they go to Kansas City with with house money. Right? They they have not one ounce of pressure on them. They can let it rip, and that's a that's a dangerous opponent because everyone's picking the Chiefs. No one's picking the Jaguars. They didn't think they'd make the second weekend. Uh, they're, they're a significant underdog. Uh, this is the kind of game that you've really got to be on. And I, I anticipate the Chiefs will, but I think it'll be closer than people think as well. Kevin, you're so good at this. You're making me hungry just by saying the word Waffle House. <laughs> I, I think I think that's a skill that I think you've tapped into there. Kevin Harlan on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So yeah, I, I love kind of your talking points there on Trevor Lawrence, and it really does feel like this is that arrival moment for a guy that was hailed as a generational prospect from a matchup perspective. What's the key to Jacksonville, not just making this a game, but but spoiling uh, spoiling things for the, the, the very heavily favored Kansas City Chiefs? Well, you know, the Chiefs have not played their best football here the last month and a half. They struggled twice against Denver. And uh, a lot of teams were pushing Denver all season long and, and running right over them. And uh, they went to overtime in Houston and barely beat the Texans. Um, and people said, well, I think they're bored. I don't know if they're bored. It's just that they get everybody's best shot because they've got the, you know, the quarterback, they've got the X on their back, they've got the, you know, they're, they're a marked team. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of pride in this league. And when you take on a team that's talked about as much as the Chiefs are, um, you know, I, I think that the, the I think that the Jaguars will give Kansas City all they can handle. At the end, it may not be close, but I think I think they're, they're definitely not going to lay down, and I don't think it's too big for them. I think they've I think that part has come and gone, especially for a guy like Lawrence who has played in big games, won a national championship, was the first pick. You know, I mean, like he's he's been under the spotlight, you know, his entire life. It seems like when he was playing high school ball back in back in Georgia. So it's it's not too big for him and I don't think it's too big for a lot of these players either. I think they they, they went to Kansas City earlier this year. They know exactly what they're going to get. They know they're going to get a wall of noise 
they're, they're going to get, you know, a, a, a ferocious, loud environment. But they've, they've been through that. They did it a couple couple weeks ago. They went to Kansas City and lost, I think, by 10 or, or, or uh, maybe 17 points. But the point is, is that they know it. And they're a different team now than when they played the Chiefs. They went on their win streak after that loss in Kansas City. So I think they feel they're different. And I think the Chiefs uh, probably aren't maybe feeling as invincible as they should or trying to think, okay, can we flip the switch now? I think they were playing hard before. I just think that they were getting everybody's best shot as, as champions usually do. So um, they're ready and, and, and they're healthy. And Jacksonville's relatively healthy. And, uh, you know, for an underdog, for a team that comes in and is not expected to win, you got to control it. you control. You don't turn it over. You get your first downs. You keep their offense off the field. Uh, and you play within what you do. You can't extend yourself and try to do things that have not been part of your M.O. all season long. And they've got a Super Bowl winning coach and Doug Peterson, who's been leading them, uh, you know, all season long and turned the team around dramatically this year and worked well with that quarterback. We've seen two head coaches work very well with their quarterbacks this year. Brian Dable in New York with the Giants, Daniel Jones, he's just done a magnificent job uh, to get him on the on the right road. And I think Peterson's done the exact same thing with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Same message, you know, same frame of reference and 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 done the right thing with these quarterbacks. That's great coaching to me when you see what you've got, know what they can and can't do, know where they are in their development. And both those coaches did that with these two quarterbacks, and the results, uh, they've got two winners the first week of the playoffs. That's pretty good. Kevin, we can't wait to hear you this weekend. You always do such a great job, and you you really make the, the playoffs uh, feel as big as they really are. So we, we can't wait to hear you. I know you got a Cavs game coming up here in the near future. Can't wait for that. And, and our one request here, uh, is that the next time you do go to Waffle House, make sure to put it on Twitter and tag uh, myself and Dustin so we can see whatever you're going for. Because then we'll shortly thereafter go there together and maybe send it back. I don't know. We could be we do like a what is it the 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 junk mail thread of just Waffle House. <laughs> I'll do that. My problem is my wife and I. We've got three daughters, and, and they never want to go to stuff like that. They want to get healthy stuff. They want to get salads and they want to get vegetables and they like i want i want food and that would be a great place to go so if i go i'm doing the picture i'm sending it your way and and, and we'll, we'll 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 jump on the uh, the trevor lawrence bandwagon here with being uh new uh waffle uh houseians or whatever we would call <laughs> houseians we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a name for it we'll, we'll come up with a new crew We'll order first, and then we'll work on the verbiage for whatever we're going to call ourselves. Thank you. Well said. Kevin, uh, you're the best, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, guys. Great to be on. Thank you so much. Hope we're going to be in Cleveland this time next year. That'd be great with your quarterback in a full full offseason with him and uh, hopefully a regularity to his life and working in the offseason. And hopefully we're in Cleveland this time next year talking about the Browns. The Browns in a playoff game. That would be terrific. Oh, if that happens, it's you, me, and Dustin at Waffle House. And, uh, and <laughs> all the unhealthy Do stuff. Do they have them in Cleveland? Surely they've got them in Cleveland, Oh, right? oh yes, sir. Yes. Good, good. Good to know. Good uh, to know. Thank all right, you Kevin. For that. Be good, buddy. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.